Educate a girl in a developing nation, and it'll make life better for us here in the U.S. That's what we'll be discussing today. I'm Dave, and thanks for joining me today on Running My Mouth Off About Climate Change, a podcast that's dedicated to the aspects of climate change that that don't really make it onto the home pages of the major news outlets, but are are nevertheless really impactful and, well, pretty darn important. Okay, before I get started, I'm choosing to break this down into two separate podcasts because there's just so much stuff to unpack. Um, A lot of contextual, experiential, theoretical. Uh, Fitting all of this into a single podcast, well, it it might impact my personal sanity. So uh, here we go with part one. So educating girls in developing nations makes our existence better by helping the climate. And if you're like me, you're probably thinking, what the heck does educating girls in developing nations have to do with climate change? Well, actually quite a lot. There's an international research organization called Project Drawdown that released a book, which is basically a comprehensive plan to combat climate change. And and in that book, they listed the 80 most impactful things that we could be doing right now to combat climate change. And, and on that list, educating girls came in at number six, meaning that, according to them, it is the sixth most effective thing that we could be doing to turn the tide on climate change. By the way, for those of you looking at Teslas and Rivians right now, or that really cool Lotus that can be had for a measly $3.2 million, electric vehicles came in at number 29. So think about that for a minute. Electric vehicles, 29. Educating girls, number six. Project Drawdown estimates that by educating girls, we could see a reduction of 51.48 gigatons of carbon dioxide by 2050. And to put that in a little perspective, that's roughly the same mass as 51,500,000 1, fully loaded aircraft carriers. The Empire State Building, it weighs in at 0. 0.00003 gigatons. And all of the people currently on the Earth today, well, we come in at a weight of 0. 0.06 gigatons. So 51.48 gigatons, that's that's a fairly significant number. And to further strengthen the point, educating girls, according to Project Drawdown, can have a greater impact than solar farms, wind turbines, and plant-rich diets combined. And as cool as EVs are, um, especially that new 2023 Lotus, electric vehicles manufacturers really can't make that same claim. Now, you've heard me refer to Project Drawdown quite a bit so far, and their numbers aren't really things that are based on ideology, emotion, or pulled out of some random theoretical hat. Um, the people there, they, they're, well, professional smart people, and I do really tend to trust their numbers. It, it's, it's not like they, uh, again, it's not like they kind of cherry pick facts or anything like that. They they, from what I can tell, they kind of look at all the facts that are available and they kind of drill down and says, okay, based on all available information, here's what we feel. And if you've got some time, um, go check out projectdrawdown.org and spend some time poking around there and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, it seems like a really impressive organization. There's a lot of great stuff there. By the way, I'm 
not in any way affiliated with them. In fact, they don't even know who I am. So uh, I just kind of like the stuff they do. So, but um, I digress. Back to the education stuff. How does this all work? How does this all happen? I, I break it down into three ways that I'll call family, food, and voice. And I realize that that probably sounds really nebulous. So let's start with family or more accurately, family planning. Um, before we dive into how things can be, though, let's spend a few minutes talking about how things are right now. In many areas of the world, girls really don't have much of a choice about how they're going to spend their future, about how they're going to live their lives. They do what they're told. They do their, quote, duty, unquote. And they typically get married at a really young age to the first guy that comes around. And once they get married, they wind up having a bunch of kids because that's what they're supposed to do. That's their cultural norm. And when I say a bunch of kids, understand that in many situations, kids are needed to help with all the work that needs to be done to simply survive as a community. Uh, more bodies means that more work can be done, whether it's, it's farming, collecting resources, housework, uh, selling things like food or water, you know, whatever. Um, more bodies and more work can make day-to-day -day existence just a lot easier. And, and odds are, um, the more kids you have, the better you'll be taken care of as age, well, starts to impact your ability to work and earn a living. Um, in these developing nations, they, they kind of don't have Roth IRAs and 401ks and, you know, all that stuff. So when you hit that point, what that we would call retirement, that they would call, well, my body's just broken down too much. Um, their families are uh, traditionally going to take care of them. And if you have a lot of kids, you're going to be a little bit better off than if you have like, say, one or two. So having a bunch of kids can make a lot of sense. And you can't really go into this marriage thing and say, well, I'm going to have four kids and expect to have four productive bodies in the house because there tends to be really high uh, child and infant mortality rates, uh, a lot of illness because of lack of vaccinations and, well, unhealthy water and a bunch of other stuff and unhealthy diets. And so you really can't plan on having four kids and have four, four productive bodies. So you kind of need to have more. But this is what happens when people, and, and we're talking about girls here, just don't have a lot of opportunities in life. And keep in mind that most of these societies are strongly patriarchal to, to a degree that here in the U.S. we, we really can't relate to. Um, women obey what their husbands tell them to do simply because it's what they're supposed to do. It's, it's a thing that's, that's realistically really deeply ingrained in culture. And basically, whatever the guy wants, the guy's going to get. And if the husband feels that we should have more kids, then more kids are going to be had. There's, there's really no discussion. And by the way, spousal rape, also a big thing. And I'm going to take a slight detour uh, here for accuracy of context. My firsthand experience in all of this stuff, uh, my own personal observations, they're mainly based upon the experiences that I've had in Indonesia. I work with a few factories over there and I've been there quite a few times. And believe me when I say that I have become really, really good at absolutely butchering their language. So, but uh, I've seen a lot 
And knowing a bit about how and why things work the way they do over there, I tend to believe that there's a great deal of crossover when it comes down to the hows and the whys in other developing nations. There, to me at least, there seems to be enough uh, commonalities in in these countries for me to believe that this stuff is true. That that it's a thing wherever you go. But but spousal rape, yeah, it's it's one of those things. And though it's technically illegal in Indonesia, it's it, realistically it's rarely reported because well, the husband's a guy. And the wife needs to listen to him and the wife needs to do what he says. And so he gets to do whatever he wants. And it's it, it, a horrible situation in, in some cases. And I could go on for, for a while about why I think it's a thing. Um, but that's not why I'm here today. But realistically, when we talk about educating girls, it's not just something that's good for us if we plan on inhabiting this earth for a while. It's it's also a human rights thing. It's just something that's really, really good to do. But but it does come back to options about giving women more of a say in how they're able to live their lives. As it is in most cases, women don't have the necessary skills to make it on their own, let alone provide for themselves or provide for their families. They're left with accepting the first marriage proposal that comes along and living whatever life comes out of that. Keep in mind that in some of these countries, marriage proposals, they they can come really quickly after two people meet. In fact, and and I've seen this, it's it's not that uncommon to see it happen just a week or two after the two meet. There's there's the idea that that the two people, that the husband and wife will date and and they'll get to know each other after they get married, which which okay, I mean it seems a bit odd to me, but it's how they do things, okay. But realistically they're stuck in this cycle of, you know, early marriage and a lot of kids, you know, generation after generation after generation because it well, it's it's just how things work. But but educating girls, it changes all of this. Before I jump into the hows of educating girls, let me first say that educating boys in these countries, well, it, it is a good thing. I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. But if you educate boys only, the studies show that not a lot happens. Uh, not a lot happens in the community. The community doesn't get pushed forward for whatever reason. Um, in my opinion, based on my observations, it, it kind of seems to me that that boys being raised in this male dominated environment get used to having things done their way or pretty much getting whatever they want. And this primarily comes from mom and their moms. Well, they're just moms who, who, I mean, they just want to give their kids what they want. I mean, these kids are their babies, right? So, so how do you say no? And moms also have been raised and steeped in these societies. So babying their boys too much for too long is, as natural as it feels, it, it can result in some, some pretty demanding men later on. And I mean, this isn't the case 100% of the time. Um, uh, believe me when I say there are some, some really amazing guys in some of these countries, but um, it, it's enough of a thing to make it a thing. So, uh, and my opinion is just, they just get baby too much, uh, because, you know, male dominated thing and I want to be baby. Therefore I get baby. Everybody likes to be taken care of. Right. So that's just my opinion, not based on any kind of data or anything else, but 
I think there's also the danger that comes with educating boys only in that there's the possibility of a reinforcement and strengthening of the male-dominated status quo. I think it can give them even more of a leg up over women than they already have. It kind of gives them a a stronger platform from which to say, look, um, I'm a guy, you're a girl. By the way, I'm smarter than you, so you need to listen to me. Don't argue, play your role, do what I say, and everything's going to be just peachy. So keep in mind, though, that this is merely, and it seems to me, um, I don't have any data to back this up. It just kind of, you know, how it looks. So, But again, educating boys is definitely not a bad thing. But they tend not to do a whole lot with the knowledge that they gain in school. So we educate them, and not a lot changes. Girls, on the other hand, education is a game changer. Study after study confirms that girls who have had at least a secondary level of education have a lot more options in life, and they actively take advantage of those. They're empowered to do something in life other than their duty, And they actively take advantage of the increased knowledge. Educated girls tend to have more of a choice in who they marry and when they marry. And it's typically when they're older and they wind up having fewer children. And those children are a lot more likely to go to school for themselves, which perpetuates a really, really good cycle. Um, But listen to a few of these facts when it comes to educated women and their their children. And there are a lot more facts, uh, far more than I can count. I just found that these were kind of interesting. The first two are about HIV, and then the next are about actually having children. So, a study in Zambia finds that HIV spreads twice as fast among uneducated girls. Another one. A study in Uganda demonstrated that each additional year of education for girls reduces their chances of contracting HIV by 6.7%. Okay, here's the ones about the children that I think are pretty cool. A 35-year study in Guatemala found a link between the years girls spend in school and the timing of childbearing. For each additional year a woman spent in school, the age at which she had her first child was delayed approximately 6 to 10 months. A child born to a mother who can read is 50% more likely to survive past the age of 5 than a child born to an illiterate woman. Wow. In Indonesia, child vaccination rates are 19% when mothers have no education. This figure increases to 68% when mothers have at least a secondary school level of education. And one that, that that makes me go like, wow, and hmm, all at the same time. In Bangladesh and Indonesia... The odds of having a child who is shorter than average for its age decreases by around 5% for each additional year of formal education that the mother has. Wow, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? So, um, Another study in Mali, which is in Western Africa, observed that educated women had an average of three children, and women with no education went on to have seven children. For a little more perspective, it's been estimated in in a lot of studies that if we focus on educating girls today, there will be at least 150 million fewer people on the planet by 2050. So let that sink in. 150 million. 
How many fewer people does that represent by 2070 or say 2090 when the children of the children born today have even more children and their children go on to have even more? Um, according to my calculations and a really cool Google calculator, that's uh, the answer is a lot. So um, uh, for comparison, 150 million, that's more than the total population of Russia today and more than three times the population of the entire state of California and more than 75 million times the population of Hibbert's Gourmet and Monowee, Nebraska combined. By the way, each of those towns has a population of one. And if anybody moves into one of those towns, my stats are going to be really messed up. So I hope they don't. So, But 150 million, that's, that's pretty significant. But population is kind of the main point when it comes to the family planning aspect of educating girls in developing nations. Uh, the result is that there are fewer bodies on the earth, the, the need for fewer bodies on the earth. And... I realize that I said that having a lot of kids for some of these families can be a good thing. It, it can make a lot of sense. But realistically, when you change the educational link in the chain, everything else downstream changes. Now, there are quite a few professionals out there who spend their career studying and trying to figure out exactly how many people this planet can support. And there are a lot of different figures that get thrown out. Some, some say that we've already eclipsed that number, while others say that the Earth can effectively support, say, another 5 billion people, provided we're comfortable with existing on a steady and absolutely delicious diet of cockroaches and locusts. <laughs> yeah, fun, right? Sounds great. Um, there doesn't seem to be a, a lot of agreement on what that actual number is, how much the, the planet can support. But, but there is a, a really strong agreement that the course we're on right now is, well, it, it's just not good. Um, currently, the Earth has over 8 billion people on it. That's 8 billion consumers and 8 billion carbon emitters. By the way, 8 billion that's up from 6.1 billion in the year 2000 and 6.9 billion in the year 2010. I mean, think about that trajectory. It, it's, it's pretty staggering, isn't it? And it needs to be slowed down desperately if, if not reversed. And, and again, giving girls an education globally, well, I mean, realistically, it's probably just one of those things that needs to happen for well, for a lot of reasons. That's not to say that this is an easy thing to do. I, there are actually uh, quite a few obstacles and challenges that exist when we try to educate girls in nations that aren't as developed as we are. It's actually really hard, so in some cases. But the good news is that there are a lot of organizations out there who are able to effectively navigate these challenges. And, well, they do a, a really good job at, at giving some of these girls hope in life. One organization in particular, and again, I'm not affiliated. They don't know my name. They've never heard of me or anything like that. They're just an organization that, that I tend to be a little bit impressed with. Um, they're called Together Women Rise, and they can be found at togetherwomenrise.org. And they're doing a lot of cool stuff. And there's more importantly, there's a lot of really cool stories that, that they have. And 
if you're interested, check them out because I really do like their story and I, I dig their vibe and how effective they are at getting their message out. But I'm sure they'd appreciate your support if you're so inclined. So toss them a couple bucks if you want, if, if you want to do a really good thing. Uh, but again, there are a lot of organizations who do this. Um, so if you decide that this is a thing that you want to become involved with on, on some level, I can think a few other things uh, that you could do that would deliver such uh, amazing returns in, in so many ways for so many people. It's just, it's not only a good thing for the planet, it's a fantastic thing for the planet, but it's also just an amazing thing for so many lives and so many uh, just lives that, that aren't here yet. And I've seen this work firsthand. I've, I've seen the lives, the, the difference that education makes between a, a woman who doesn't have it and one who does. And that difference is, it's as opposite as, as night is today. And it's really impossible for me to emphasize that strongly enough. So, so I'll stop trying. And I think that uh, this is a good stopping point for me right here. Next week, I'll circle back and talk about food, about voice, and and about some of the issues that we face as we try to educate some of these girls. So until next week, thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking around and um, have an amazing week.